0: Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the executive pastor of Transformation Church. With me, as always, is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And,
2: uh, man, it's uh, good to be back in the office. Uh, I personally am coming off a... Uh, week. I don't even know if I call it a sabbatical. I feel like it's too short to be a sabbatical, you Mm -hmm. know, like five days or whatever. It's a vacation. It is. It was a vacation. It was good. Um, And so, man, just coming off of that and getting back to the office this week and, uh, man, excited about what's going on this month and going into next year a lot of cool things are happening justin lots lots of it's a busy season it's a it's it's a super busy season so uh cool things are happening we we got uh you know we're running running like crazy in a good way and man some of the cool things you know coming up this month we've got uh you know twas the night awesome christmas series uh that pastor Dan kicked off for us that we'll be talking about today um then we also have our four Christmas services on the twenty third. Yep. So, uh, four of them for your participation. Uh, and so you can check out. Uh, we got two morning services, nine and eleven, and then we got two candlelight services. And I'm I'm pumped about this candlelight service. Uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I talked
1: to the mayor. He might come.
2: Oh yeah. He emailed me. Oh, that's what I'm talking about.
1: I was shocked. I thought his people or handlers would. He he emailed me back. At, personally. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. New, mayor? The, the, is new that man, the New mayor, the right new
2: mayor, yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's awesome. He's
1: gonna try to come. He's uh he's Episcopalian. Okay. And it's Advent. So there's like Advent things going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so his answer was let me talk to my wife because she may have something planned sure, for the family sure. that yeah. he needs to be at um with their church as what I gathered. Yeah. Um so anyways, but he said he would at least try to make one. He yeah. would try.
2: That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. So yeah
1: and Quint Studer.
2: A uh, student's coming?
1: Tried to. Yeah. yeah his, awesome. his assistant couldn't promise, but put it on his calendar. Yeah,
2: so. that's great. So there's a, there's, it's, it's a cool thing, and it's a, it's great to be, you know, continue to do things in our city just to reach people and love on people and give them something to be a part of. And especially the holidays, people that aren't looking to do other things throughout the year, when it, whether you call it religious or spiritual uh, or church-oriented, uh, um, all that changes at Christmas time. Because, yeah. you know, you can't really separate the two. It's hard, you know.
1: Well, and I and just to just to be clear for everybody listening, the four services we're talking about, the two candlelight services are different services, Correct. Than the the two morning services. So we're doing at our church at nine and 11 in that morning. We're yeah. doing a special Christmas service for the day. That, but it's our regular service church times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the candlelight service is something that's you know the idea for us was take our church off of it, yeah. you know, and let it be just a a city wide community wide. Candlelight service to you know yeah. to do to, something for our city, do something do something uh, you know with the city. Yeah, you know ultimately you know we're we're we all want to gather as believers and you know celebrate the birth of Jesus you know but with the city you know we're just ha- we just happen to be the church that's hosting it or putting it on right right right. But that was kind of the the idea when we had these conversations was mm-hmm. not a, a transformation church thing but a Pensacola thing you right know? and that's exciting so yeah. um hopefully we have a um yeah a good turnout it's a Sunday night so. Yeah, we should, should be able to do well, and, and the kids aren't going back to
2: school on Monday. You know, stuff like that that uh, makes things a little- Oh, they're li- not? Well, no, it's the 24th, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, so it won't, uh, so hopefully, you know, some families can get out there. So if you're in the Pensacola area listening, man, come on down. It's going to be a great time. Uh, if you live in Toronto, Canada, uh, I think you can still get plane tickets, so fly on in for come our candlelight in. service. It'll be
1: not as cold as Toronto, I yeah, promise. I can
2: promise you that. You won't need as many layers of jackets. Yeah, so,
1: we <laughs> No, nah, but we, uh, you know, it's at the- uh, community maritime uh park amphitheater yep. behind the uh, blue wahoo stadium downtown pensacola right by the bay hence the name christmas, christmas by, by the, the bay. bay yeah um so yeah so um it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be really fun yeah
2: and just even even just some of the christmas music that the team's been working on uh for sunday mornings so has just been great you know it's just it's such a good time and uh, so it's awesome, but yeah, I, we're we're super pumped and and uh, getting ready for what's coming up, and and so we got ready. It kind of everything kind of worked out. You know, we we planned to end our church at the movie series with Home Alone Two: Lost in New York because it's a Christmas movie. I mean, the the idea behind it is Christmas, which I need to say this. I thought it was hilarious. I don't think I mentioned this last week on the podcast, but one of the things I thought was funny. That I didn't pick them on earlier because I was younger. You know, that movie's been out a while. I was like 92 or something that, yeah. that movie was made. So the whole family is going to Florida for Christmas. And what was it doing the whole time they were in Florida? Raining. Raining. Yeah. Which I thought was like, th- whoever wrote this is from Florida because yeah. that's That's us. <laughs> it's so accurate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it just rains every day. It's, it's glad worse. you're here. Worse <laughs> in Seattle. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, it's a, a good time. We're getting ready. We kicked it off with uh, Home one 2, Austin, New York on the first Sunday, of December. Uh, and then we kicked off the Twas the Night is the name of this series. And uh, Pastor Dan uh, kicked it off for us. I talked to him and I said, I really want you to really want you to do that. And I, I knew this message uh, going into all these messages for Twas the Night. Uh, the thing, you know, we really want it to be a just an encouragement man for so many people the holidays uh you know are is a great time it's a fun time your family and all that but then some, sometimes it can be a little heavy and it can be a little hard and uh, so man we just want to breathe life and speak life and have it be so encouraging and that's our goal uh throughout this series and i knew pastor dan would just knock it out of the park um and so what we wanted to what i wanted him to to speak on the spirit of what I wanted him to speak on this past Sunday was the idea of anticipation. Um, you know, throughout the whole, throughout the old Testament, you know, like there was this constant declaration that, you know, the Messiah is going to come and Messiah is going to come. He's going to free our people. He's going to, and, uh, and so there's this great anticipation. And so I can only imagine on the night that Jesus was born, the level of anticipation for this amazing, uh, to be savior, uh, to be born in a manger. And so, yeah, it was, it was a good time. And so Pastor Dan did a message. Uh, it was about anticipation was a spirit, but it was titled, he shall be great. Um, and so man, he kicked it off with Luke one 26 through 33. And, and if you're not familiar with this, this is the text in the Bible where, uh, the angel comes to Mary, um, And so this is the story of the angel coming to Mary says now in the sixth month, uh, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and having come, uh, having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Now I don't did you catch me laughing at this part on Sunday morning? No. <laughs> so I I busted out laughing. Uh and I, I didn't want to by the time I got up there, I didn't I didn't want to talk about this, but <laughs> it's so funny to me because it says it says, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But she was troubled at his saying and considered the manner of greeting this was mary the mother of jesus <laughs> was already dissecting words from angel <laughs> like you know like when <laughs> women could like you say something and they're like i don't like that tone <laughs> mary didn't oh, like boy. that t- mary didn't like that tone she was like oh god you know i could see mary being like I don't know about the way you're talking to me, right? Like, where is this going? You know what I mean? Like, I, type of, I don't
1: like this. I don't
2: like this. So that's the way, when, I, when Pastor was reading that Sunday, that was what jumped out at me. She was like, she was troubled at the manner of the greeting that this was.
1: We have to read some commentaries on that <laughs> scripture to see what's going on there.
2: Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the son and, uh, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end, which, uh, I, I even feel like the angel had to come back and be like, no, 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 don't worry. Calm down. Like <laughs> she was troubled at the manner of greeting. He was like, "It's all good." Like, calm down. Maybe
1: he was too like nonchalant. <laughs> you know. Uh,
2: maybe. Yeah. I just feel. <laughs> I just. I, all I can see is like. You know, how, like when I come home, or better yet, I feel like when I text Ashley and be like, "Hey, how much money do we have in the savings account?" <laughs> that that instant moment where she's like no you can't buy anything i feel like that's the same tone that mary had like hey you're favored among women and uh and so
1: like we um, want you to rejoice uh what's he about to ask me to do (laughs) yeah exactly she's like no (laughs) i just want to i just want to be 15 (laughs) you know i just want to be 15 like my friends
2: so it's uh it was I, i just thought that whole I was laughing at that. I'm glad no one else saw me because it was interesting. Uh, but then, then Pastor, which uh, did a great job, he brought in if you were gonna have to introduce Jesus. Then he plays this clip of Steve Harvey uh, introducing Jesus at one of his stand-up comedy things when he did for TD Jakes, um, and he kills it. You know, holds the record for the world's largest fish fry.
1: That was great You gotta be careful I know that was Surely after Steve Got saved Yeah 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 But Steve's saved now And he still (laughs) Has a hard time
2: Well have you watched That one yet That stand up That whole routine No Okay so that was The first routine That he did After he got saved The name of that Actual stand up comedy Skit is Don't trip He ain't done with Or he ain't finished With me yet And so T.D. Jakes Is like You know Once Steve Harvey Gave his life to the Lord T.D. Jakes is like I want you to do A stand up comedy At I don't remember what event it was, but it was at one of T D Jake's events.
1: Oh, I didn't know. And
2: that. uh and Steve was like, Look <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm really trying not to cuss anymore. But, but my whole uh, act for thirty years is <laughs> right, cussing. Right. It. So he's like but this so this he's like, But I'll try. But he said, But um disclaimer if it happens, don't be shocked. And so he titled he titled the skit "Don't Trip." He ain't finished with me yet. And he actually in the opening scene, in the opening part of his act, he's like, "I'm letting y'all know now that <laughs> I'm I might I'm gonna try my best." Well, he still lets a little bit go. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just at that one event, he yeah. was trying to yeah. trying uh, to be, trying cool to be yeah trying to be Steve Harvey's funny. And as a matter of fact, at the end, he cried because. And he, uh, he actually had an emotional moment because he made it through the whole thing without cussing. I, I think it meant a lot to him and his mom and his grandma, you know, that prayed for him for forever or whatever. But um, so, anyways, it was a good stand up for If you can find it on YouTube, don't trip. He's not finished with me yet. But um, so, anyways, but in that, Pastor plays a clip of Steve Harvey, what he would do if he was <clears throat> introducing Jesus, you know.
1: Well, you know, the, what made that funny, if you don't know, is like the Kings of Comedy that right. steve hart was on yeah he was like the mc so he introduced every other comedian and right. he did a big introduction like that for the other comedian right, right, right that's kind of his thing that's yeah. what made it kind of make sense to me like why steve hart why is he introducing jesus was i think my first thought when i found out we were going to be playing this clip like yeah. how does it tie but then i remembered that's how he did some of his act was him yeah. introducing like d.l Hughley and cedric the Entertainer and. Bernie Mac and all them, like he did this big whole, big whole introduction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it it was good, man. So he does that. and, And so we, we, you know, we begin talking about Jesus and, and the anticipation and, and, uh, he shall be Great. And the spirit of anticipation that Mary had to, have, had to have had, but more importantly, just the people of Israel, and then come to, come to discover all of us, you know, the anticipation, surely this anticipation for the one that shall be great, Emmanuel, God with us. Um, the person that is completely man, while at the same time completely God, uh, that is going to walk this earth. He's going to be our redeemer. He's going to be our savior. Um, <clears throat> and then even Pastor Dan was talking about it. You know uh, that he, you know, the Messiah is coming. The redeemer is coming. The healer is coming. The provider is coming. The advocate is coming. The King is coming. The King of all kings is coming. Uh, and and this had been a promise throughout the Old Testament constantly. You know what I mean? You go back to the the prophecies and all that from the old testament and we see constantly that they're talking about the you know um about the the one that is to come Mm -hmm. uh even in isaiah and and ezekiel and some of these books where you know it's almost strictly prophetic and and they're they're talking about the one that will come they're talking about what's going to happen when he arrives um And so in all of that, all of that is talking about Jesus. And I love how Platt, I love Platt's breakdown of the Bible. David Platt, if you haven't heard that secret church 17, you can find it, but, uh, he, he does a great job, um, at breaking down the Bible, but how it all points to God's ultimate desire and that's to redeem man. You know, there's, there's the fall, you know, there's the redemption and Jesus being such a part of that how it all points to him. But, uh. You know the Bible says that he that knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, first of all, Jesus is great. Uh, he is great because he is God. You know, so Jesus came and and Pastor gives a a big list. You know, as man he goes to a wedding, but as God he turns water into wine. As a man takes a little boys lunch of two fish and five loaves but as God he feeds the 5000 plus plus their families. You know, as man he falls asleep in Peter's boat from exhaustion, but as God he rises and demands that winds and waves be calm and they're obedient to him. As man he stands by the grave of Lazarus and weeps, but as God he turns death in reverse and resurrects him. You know, so he, he pastor continues to go on and on and on about how you know, as as man he was one thing, but as God he he was both God and man. And then he does the thing that I love it. I love when Pastor lists the names, uh, you know, titles of Christ um, throughout the Bible. Uh, and he, he lists all of those. And you really need to go back and listen to it because, you know, Pastor does a, a great job yeah. at, <laughs> at lay, laying all those out. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he is great. And wherever we see Jesus, you know, wherever we see him, he's great. Je- you know, Jesus is always great. He, he is the shining example. Um, you know, whether it was with the children, whether it was with the outcast, you know, um, he was great. So, uh, in his, with the children, uh, in his life, in his death, all those things, uh, he shall be great. And then, so that's kind of segues us to the points of the message, which are the certainties of Jesus in the spirit of anticipation. There are certainties, uh, that Jesus gives us. Uh, and so we want to, we want to hit on those kind of briefly and and move through the that message and and give those to you so number one number one the, is is
1: a sure promise
2: the sure promise first uh, Kings 856 says blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people Israel according to all he promised there has not failed one word of all his good. Promises, And I really feel like, man, I I felt like this was almost kind of, this was helpful even for pastor to preach kind of in this season of life, you know, where you pray for something and you pray for something and you pray for something and, and, you know, uh, sometimes not getting all the things we prayed for is not uh, a testimony to God's forgetfulness. Of promises, like man, he is Jesus is a sure promise, Um, and and I kind of I what I have written down on my on my notes is that you know he's a sure promise, but he's not a sure promise of our desires. He's a sure promise of the fulfillment of his plan, Mm -hmm. and so God, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus didn't come to this earth to give us all the things we want. Jesus came to this earth to create an eternal uh, connection, an eternal pathway to God so that we don't have to live in the consequences of our sin forever Even, even the promises that he does give us aren't even ultimately fulfilled until eternity you know and so You know, the the promise that he's going to, that if you sow, you'll reap, you know, the promise that if you give generously, you'll also reap generously. So if you, you know, like if you're looking for blessing, become more, become more of a blessing and you'll receive more of a blessing. I mean, those are, those are just the sowing and reaping aspects of, of the way God has created this world for us. What we, what we sow, we will eventually reap. But even the fulfillment of all of those things aren't completed until the promise is completed in eternity. And what I mean by that is this, like even if you are super generous, like if you if you give everything you have away and all of a sudden you find yourself uh, in a place where you've given all that you have, the the Lord will continue to bring back to you in such an amazing way. But none of that even holds a candle to the blessing that awaits for you in eternity. So, like, it doesn't matter how much we like given to, how much we receive based on the promise on earth from sowing and reaping. Right. None of that compares to, you know, what waits for us in eternity. That's right. So the sure promise that that Jesus gives us is, man, yeah, on this earth, you're going to sow, you're going to reap. He's given us promises. He's made us promises. He won't forsake us. That he'll always be there for us. He'll carry us. He'll hold us. He'll forgive us in grace and mercy uh, when our faith is in him. Like, he'll create an eternal pathway to heaven and he'll be there with us when we get there. Like All those things are promises. Uh, but there's a sure promise that comes from Jesus that whether you have good things on this earth or whether, the, you know, God has chosen to let you walk through a journey uh, where, you know, you don't have as many things as maybe you would like to have or some of the areas of your life are a little bit different than you would hope for them to be. The sure promise is, man, no matter what happens here, there is an eternity that waits for us all where we get to receive all that God has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's the, the sure promise. And he doesn't fall through on his promises, just like Pastor said in, in verse Kings. So, and then number two.
1: Number two is a sure foundation.
2: A sure foundation. Isaiah 28, 16 says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believes shall not make haste. And, uh, man, are you, are you a big... You know the song Cornerstone. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, it's funny to be on Sunday. Pastor's like, this old song that we used to sing, and he was referencing the hymn. But there's so many of people in our church that have just not been saved long enough to even know that that actually came from another song right <laughs> So they were singing Chris Tomlin. They're, they're, yeah they're singing hill songs like <laughs> uh, so it was it was pretty funny. but yeah, man that um, he's the foundation. He's the cornerstone. Uh, he, he is the, the pinnacle of strength uh, in the structure of our faith. And that is what a cornerstone is. It's the pinnacle of strength. It's the place where uh, when the winds blow, the cornerstone is what has the house set so that it can't be knocked down. And when Jesus is the cornerstone, he has sured up. He has uh, created strength in the foundation. uh, And in this case, the foundation of our faith. So Jesus is the sure foundation of what we believe. He's the sure foundation of what carries us and sustains us. He's the sure foundation uh, that no matter what comes in life and what goes in life, when our faith and when our life and when our certainty and our strength is built on Jesus as our foundation, as our cornerstone, we can't, we can't be wavered.
1: No. And it reminds me that just, that reminds me of what I've been listening. I've been listening to something lately and I started listening almost out of curiosity off of some of his, some of his uh, recent, Stuff reason book The Andy Stanley The subject you know? Oh yeah okay Um, But the more I Andy the, Stanley The more Sorry. I listen <laughs> Yeah You know The more I listen Man I really like What he's on to Because he, he What he was talking about Yesterday I guess for, I listened to it yesterday It must have been from Sunday His message Sunday Yeah But it's like You know Christianity didn't start With a a book Christianity didn't even start with like a, an idea a, a, an ideology or even a theology. It started with a person, you know. And it's like he, everything's about about Jesus, like being the foundation. Like the foundation of our Christian faith isn't the Bible. The foundation isn't you know a ch- the church or even a theology. It's a person. Like everything centers on a person, being Jesus. You know, so many times we almost obviously the Bible's important. But, right, right, right. But, well, but, well, yeah. But you know, even uh, you know, and, and he just puts into context that even even Jesus's followers, his followers when he was alive, they didn't have the they didn't have the they had the the old uh, Torah, scriptures, yeah, yeah. the Torah. Yeah. Um, they had the you know some of what we have in our Old Testament, but they didn't have any of the New Testament books that we have. Yet they were still Christians. They were still sure. you know, and I get I get the premise, but you know the idea of. Our foundation not being within a within an organization or a denomination or a church or a preacher or a pastor or or even a book, the foundation is Jesus.
2: Right, right, and and I think that that's you know I, I think that's valid. You know, it, there's a lot of uh, what's the word? There's a lot of tension over Andy Stanley right now and what he's what he's doing. I think that uh, I get it. Um, I get it. I I I like. I think the hard part about the Andy Stanley thing. You know, is that not enough people are hearing all of what he's saying. They're just hearing part of what he's saying. And out of context, it sounds heretical.
1: Yeah. It, well, I was thinking about our <laughs> our friend over. Right, right, our uh, friend. Our yeah, friend. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, I thought of him listening to the message. I was like, if he listened to this message, surely you hear him talking about Jesus and even the scripture, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he's not he's not trying to get rid of the scriptures and saying that the bible is not important i mean he was even quoting old testament scripture which the argument is he's trying to separate the old and the new right. and, and he's, he's only focusing on the new yeah and but you know he was quoting scripture out of the old testament and right it's
2: not the approach i would take but i don't it's not he's not me so fly on andy stanley yeah, fly but, on but, but yeah but,
1: but that whole thing about being a sure foundation though it's like no, hundred percent. That, that it just made me think he of is that. The foundation. Jesus, yeah, the foundation is not even an ideology yeah. of the the concept of a God that became man. It's it's a person. Yeah, the well, person of Jesus. Right, exactly. And I think that's the
2: that's the whole point. I mean, even what we're talking about here. I mean, the the hard part. The, I think the hard part for a lot of scholars and and those that study the word, um, which should be every believer. Uh, side note asterisk. Uh, but it should be every believer that has a desire that that we would study this book that declares life into us because of Jesus. Um, but I man, as we read and as we study, you know, um, at you know, Trinitarian faith, even is you know that Jesus was present in Genesis one one, you know, um, and, and and if you don't do uh, if you, if you don't do deep studies, you don't know that, but you know, that Jesus as a part of the Trinity was president or was present, uh, not president was present. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> in, uh, in Genesis one, one, I mean, you know, Jesus is referenced, talked about as a part of the Trinity. I mean, he's all, he's littered throughout the old Testament. So you can't get rid of him. I understand what Andy Stanley is aiming to accomplish I don't know that that's the hill that I would die on, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> However, more I get, on you
1: and I like it. I like that someone I, 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 is doing it. You,
2: but you love it when people challenge the way of thinking, uh, regardless of what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, we even the flat Earth conversation. Yeah, let's go there. <laughs> you, yeah. Me, me, Justin, and John were uh, taking a ride the other day. It's been it's been a little while now, A couple of weeks, uh, and weeks. Uh, and so Justin was telling John the arguments. On behalf of Flat Earth <laughs> And I could see John getting vi- Like visually frustrated Like I could see him at Getting me. like flustered yeah. at Justin And he's like no Justin no, no, no. Like he was arguing with you And I was like John If you think for one second
1: Justin thinks that this earth is flat Like yeah, stop I, I was arguing the points That Flat Earthers Right Argue Not necessarily wh- believing it You're of just arguing why, the points why they believe The earth is flat Which is <laughs> And John was getting mad And I was like I just like that I just want to argue it's like Justin, yeah. yeah, if he so wasn't let, so, if he wasn't doing
2: this, he'd be an attorney.
1: But yeah, yeah. So you know, so Jesus wasn't president; he was president. Yeah, not president. If he, if he, he was, was president, you think, oh, you think he'd not? be trying to get a wall built? I'm just asking. Oh, let's move on. Let's no, move on. No, let's move okay. on. That's,
2: <laughs> that sounds like a real talk conversation. Let all the
1: children come to me, unless they're from Central America. Then Don't put a wall. Do it, sorry, Don't sorry, do sorry, it. guys. We'll bleep this out. <laughs>
2: So anyways, the certainties of Jesus, he's a sure promise he's a sure foundation uh, cornerstone uh, of the home, not necessarily any particular wall uh, and then he is uh, he's
1: our assured acceptance.
2: He is our assured acceptance. John 6:37 says, "All that the father gives me shall come uh, all that the Father gives me shall come to me and he that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. And so, uh, you know, that Jesus' desire is to accept, to give us an assured, a confident acceptance uh, that he is not only here for us, but that he is for us um, and that he desires to have a relationship with us. And and I think that's why, you know, Justin, I get, I love the way John Maxwell put it, you know, when you talk to people and he's like, they're just, like, I can't believe in a God that would that would want to send people to hell. And it's like, uh, me neither. It's like, well, what do you mean? It's like a uh, if God doesn't want to send, like, as a matter of fact, to make a way to not send people to hell, he even gave his son, he did what none of us would do and gave his son to create a, to create this pathway. To be able to give grace and mercy to those who don't deserve grace and mercy, to give them an opportunity to experience an eternity with him. Well, uh, so you know.
1: Yeah, and I hate to bring this back up, but part of that message I was listening to of Andy Stanley, what he was talking about is he said, um he said he was talking like, you know, if you're if you're here in the room and maybe you're not a, a Christian, you're not a Christ follower, he said, I understand I understand people not believing in God or Jesus or in the Christian faith. He says, but when he says, what I don't understand is how could you not want to like, if all of it is true, why would you not want to believe in that? It's one thing to not believe, right. and he said, and uh, you know, a lot of times, like maybe it's your the, the church, you know, your church background, how you grew up, maybe their presentation of the gospel to you soured you, or whatever, you know, like as man or has a got, lack thereof, or lack thereof, you, sure? you know, as man has got involved in things since two thousand years ago, how sometimes things get distorted or or, or whatever, um, maybe it soured you, but it's one thing to not believe; it's another thing to not even want it to be true. Like if the gospel in its true form is true.
2: What a love story.
1: And why would you not yeah. want that to be true?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Not
1: believing yeah. in that it's true is a whole different subject, but... Sure. But, yeah, but, like, what... Like, like, we're just talking about John Maxwell, like, I wouldn't want to believe in that either. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He doesn't want that, but.
2: Yeah. And, and it's funny, me and my buddy Nick Scritchfield, uh, shout out to Nick over at uh, Pine Summit Baptist. But uh, he, we were having a conversation the other day, and we were in the Church of the Movies series. We were talking about he, him and Donnie do a thing called uh, Theology and Theater, which is kind of like Church of the Movies, but a little different. But, anyways, they just look at movies and they talk about movies, and we were, we were dissecting how easy it is to predict when you're watching a movie to protect who the hero is. Even even if you don't know who it is yet, or um, if you're watching a TV show and the person has yet to evolve into the the hero, it's just so easy, because they're always usually, uh, they always usually have two stories going for them. You know, they're always usually kind of a, they look like a nobody, but they're actually a somebody, and there's gonna be a redemptive plan for them, all of those things and it's like the it it all of that points back to the same story that we tell every weekend and that's about Jesus. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. uh you know whether they're they're acting like they're this but they're actually that or whatever, you know, like Jesus came down and became man but he was still God, you know. So whatever it is, like the heroes of the story are always like it, it always resembles that of Jesus like the greatest heroes that you love are the ones that are you know, Spider-Man like he's he's this but he's a regular boy but he's also a superhero you know like yeah. Thor looks like a regular guy but he's from another planet like you know Iron Man like the Incredible Hulk uh, you know Batman Superman like It it, it all points back. And that's why Jesus is the greatest story that's ever told. He just happens to be the only one out of all those that's actually true. Yeah, You know? And so it's like, it's this idea um, that just like you were saying, that why wouldn't you want to believe, like of all the stories that all these people love and read and go watch these movies that cost a hundred million dollars to make, like of all those things that happen, Uh, you know, we, we love those stories that aren't true, but this one story about this amazing, you know, hero, if you will, that is true. I don't know if I can believe that. It's like, man, it's the greatest story ever told, you know? Um, but this one's true, but there's an assured acceptance, man. All that, that Jesus did, every, every single thing he did was because he did it for us. Um, and, man, that acceptance that comes to that is powerful. And the reason, the, the, the driving force behind that acceptance, which is point number four. <laughs> point is, number four is the assured love. Is the assured love. And so, man, the assured acceptance and assured love. Romans 8, 38. Read that for us, Justin.
1: For I am persuaded that neither death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things present or things to come. Or height, or death, or any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus.
2: Amen. So, we have this assured love that God has for us, um, and it's it was put on display for the world to not only see, but then for the world to talk about um, until the rapture, man. Which is that Jesus loves us so much uh, that He gave His life. God loves us so much that He gave His Son. Um, you know, and do we love Him enough? you know, to surrender, uh, and follow him. And, and so we do that. He's accepted us. He loves us, um, which is super powerful. Uh, and, and just the love of God, what he has for us, his, his passion, his desire, even going back to the John Maxwell thing we were talking about. It's like, it's like, man, God, God can't believe in a God that, would, that wants to send people to hell. It's like, no, 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 his, this love, like, man, this assured love that he has for us, if anything, it's proof it's, it's, it's evident that he doesn't want to send us to hell. Like even the Bible says he like, he desires that none would perish. Like he, he doesn't want that for us. Um, the, however is some will, but this assured love, the confidence is that he loves us so much that he gave his son and Jesus loves us so much that he gave his life. Um, and so there's nothing that can separate us from, the love of God. like It's it's unending. And Mm -hmm. so, listener out there, man, whatever you're going through, uh, whatever life may be throwing at you, whatever bad decisions you've made today, those things don't separate you from the love of God. Wherever you've come from, wherever you've come through, and whoever you've hurt and whoever's hurt you, it doesn't separate you from the love of God. Whatever addiction that you've experienced, whatever uh, struggle in your life has called you to make some terrible decisions in regards to substance abuse, doesn't separate you from the love of God however many times you've held your fist up into the air and screamed and cursed into the heavens doesn't separate you from the love of God man that he is abundant he is here and he is for you um and all that because he is our lastly assured anchor he is our assured anchor he is he is the rock he is our anchor and and I love the story that pastor Dan told uh when it you know he's talking about fishing you know he loves to go out fishing are you a fisher you're not a fisherman are you justin
1: um i like to catch <laughs> Like, if I'm catching fish, right, I like right, it. Right, right, right. Call
2: me when y'all are getting bites every 10 seconds, yeah. and I'm going to come out there.
1: Yeah, I don't go or anything. Like, right, I don't right. own, like, a tackle box. Or yeah, well, anything. we had,
2: like, I know the, some of the men went fishing uh, a few weeks back. You know, they went deep-sea fishing. And they're like, Pastor Brad, you got to go deep-sea fishing with us. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going. To... And they were like, why not? You don't like to fish? I was like, not really. I mean, I'll go. But I'm like you. I like to catch as long as I know I'm catching something. But and then here's the trick, though, when I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm to, ready. I'm ready to go. go. I oh, I would gosh. go deep sea. I've been deep sea fishing before, and you're almost guaranteed to catch stuff. So I yeah. like that. Um, but it's like the second
2: half when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Ready
1: to go. I, get, I get that too. Sometimes you just endure, but like I don't go like yeah. out like you know. Twenty Pastor miles, Dan talking Twenty miles about, offshore. Or Pastor Dan talking about you know taking a kayak and all like. I don't yeah, know. he's that's committed. That's real I've seen cool.
2: way too many YouTube videos with sharks or swimming by kayaks and stuff. I tell him all the time it freaks me out. I can't.
1: Yeah, but he's like in the he's in the bay. That's not like. Yeah, man, I
2: just can't do it. No. But all that to say, that's just not that's not my you know it's not my cup of tea. Put no. me on a basketball court, I'm good to go. <laughs> but all that to say, yeah, that's that that's either. the way he rolls. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> he was talking about how when you're fishing, if you get caught in the storm, what they tell you to do is drop the anchor. And put your boat facing the storm, facing the waves that are coming at you, and then hang on to the rock with your anchor. Uh, And uh, that's your best the best way you have of getting through the storm and it's the same way in the storms of life and the best way we're going to get through whatever it is that we go through, the best way we're going to get through, uh, the pains, the struggles, the hurts, what we're dealing with, um, is not by trying to outrun the storm. It's not by trying to get away from the storm because you'll never, it'll, it'll consume us. Yeah. Uh, the best thing to do is to drop your anchor, you know, to, to, yeah. <laughs> to cling and lock into, uh, the love, the acceptance, the foundation, you know, the promise of Jesus with that anchor and hang on and face the storm with confidence that he'll hold us. He'll carry us through it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's powerful. Jesus is the rock. Christ is the rock uh, that we stand on. You go back as on Cornerstone, you know, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand all other ground is sinking sand. You know, and uh, so when we, when we cling to Jesus, who is our rock, we put an anchor uh, in him. We hold to him no matter how the storms blow at us, no matter how the waves come at us. We can face them with confidence because we're clinging to the one that shall not move. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the angel declared prophetically, he shall be great. And uh, like Pastor said Sunday, we are here to de- we are here to declare today uh, that it's no longer that he shall be great. Um, but man, based on the confidence that I have and the experience that we both have, Justin and many of you listeners out there have. And if you don't have this confidence, I invite you on this faith journey to have it with us, um, to have this confidence that your past doesn't have to be a testimony of it, but your victorious pathway in christ over all the obstacles that life throws at you him being better than all of those things and the eternity that waits for us it is no longer that he shall be great that he is great mm-hmm. and so uh, man we cling to jesus we hold to him and uh, he continues to sustain us carry us, uh, and be our everything and so he shall be great, be great. Right. So thank you guys for tuning in for another sermon, another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. We'll be back next week uh, as we go through another uh, sermon part two of Twas the night and man we're super amped about that uh, so yeah Justin tell me they can
1: find more info on the church you can find us at TransformationChurch.com or on Facebook and Instagram at transformation Pensacola
2: that's it guys so hey listen we love you if you're in Pensacola make sure you send in those invites out for Christmas by the bay it's gonna be a great time if you're in Pensacola uh, you don't have a home church we'd love to see you at our morning services come out this Sunday come find Justin and myself yeah. uh, we'd love to meet you shake your hand give you a high five get to know your name we'd love Love to meet you uh, because you are all awesome and we thank each one of you for listening for tuning in with us uh, where we get to break down and do all the good so we will find you guys next week
1: love see, you see you guys
0: thanks for tuning in to the transformation church weekly follow-up podcast it would mean so much to us if you would subscribe like and review on itunes you get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends don't forget you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.